Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Strategic Moves, Local Action. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Wednesday, January 4th in the year 2023. And as you know, the ongoing clown show on Capitol Hill continues as the fake fight of who's going to be Speaker of the House continues to keep everybody completely locked into what focused into the drama of D.C. The rule that always should be followed when everybody's looking one way, start looking the other. And that particular thing is true right now as they try to make financial shifts and the system itself is beginning to collapse. With that said, make sure you're taking good care of your wealth and in particular your investments. That's why we have Birch Gold. Are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turned a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings? When you finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings in retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. I am tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to the number 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews. Secure your future with gold. Start today with a free info kit. There is zero obligation to make this request. Just text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. Birch Gold. Again, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. This is the best way to start the new year. Get your savings protected. Press Text BARDS to 989898. Well, as we would expect, there's more drama than we can keep track of in a single read. The world is being shaken, and a lot of this drama is designed specifically to draw your attention away from one of the fundamental facts. The world economy is bankrupt. They have pilfered it, they have pillaged it, and they don't have everybody on board right now bowing down to them, willfully accepting the shot, willfully ready and eager to accept an alternative system. And so this is creating an enormous amount of problem for those ruling elites. Remember, you're supposed to be a piece of chattel. You're supposed to obey. 
You're supposed to do as, as they wish, and you're supposed to do their bidding. So your idea of you being awake is a major threat. In particular, if you believe in something greater than them, which is our faith and our faith in God. So right now, a lot of the chaos that's being witnessed here is by design. And they're all part of it. This whole comedy show up in Capitol Hill, that's all designed to keep people focused one way. It's allowing for new narratives to crop up. It's allowing for people to speculate that President Trump has no more influence on the patriot movement, that MAGA is dead, that there's divisions within the Republican Party that it will never heal. These are, the Republican Party and the Democrat Party are all one party, and that's something to keep in mind and never forget that. It's one party with two faces, and I've always said that the Republicans are the worst, not the, not the Democrats. The Democrats are the ones being framed for everything, but the Republicans are the ones that go behind the scenes, they broker the deals, they talk about their conservative base and how to manipulate them in, from the pulpit on out so that they will get rid of their strength in Christianity and they will accept the will of Baal and Moloch. That's literally the game. And unfortunately, they've been very successful at it because people still believe very heavily in this Republican Party vision, even though underneath and under, under the cover of all this, it's no different than the Democrat Party, especially now. And if you haven't been tracking, it's been over a year. Transgenders are now part of the Republican Party. They were welcomed it in by Rich Grinnell, and that was endorsed by President Trump. There's a lot of things that we have to start really coming to grips with as far as where we are and who's involved and what the expectations are. Keeping our eyes constantly on this sort of horrific gameplay that we're doing and expecting something to come out differently is is literally the definition of insanity. So I want to read you some quotes here. And there's a series of them. These are all quotes by President Trump. I'm going to give you the date they were said. And this is for those that are going to start getting their back up. This is not Trump bashing, but I want to point out something here. And this is that things are not what they appear. And we have to step back from the illusions and start looking at the real. So these are the quotes. I'm going to read through them. And it's just, these are just his words. Number one, I recommend taking the vaccine. I did it. It's good. Take the vaccines. Donald J. Trump, August 21st, 2021. Next, I hope everyone remembers when they're getting the COVID-19 vaccine, that if I wasn't president, you wouldn't be getting that beautiful shot for five years at best and probably wouldn't be getting it at all. I hope everyone remembers. Donald J. Trump, February 28th, 2021. Next, I would recommend... I would recommend it, and I would recommend it a lot to a lot of people that don't want to get it, and a lot of these people voted for me, frankly. Donald J. Trump, March 16th, 2021. Next, we have our freedoms, and we have to live by that, and I agree with that also. But it is a great vaccine. It is safe. It is a safe vaccine. It is something that works. Donald J. Trump, March 17th, 2021. Get those shots, everyone. Donald J. Trump, December 17th, 2020. I guess in certain way, I'm the father of the vaccine because I was the one that pushed it. To get it done in less than nine months was a miracle. Donald J. Trump, 
April 29th, 2021. Everybody go get your shot. Donald J. Trump, February 28th, 2021. It works incredibly well. 95%, maybe even more than that. It is easily saving our country, and it is saving, frankly, the world. Donald J. Trump, March 29th, 2021. It will save millions of lives, and soon the pandemic, once and for all. These vaccines are also very safe. Donald J. Trump, 20, December 11th, 2020. The vaccine and the vaccine rollout are getting the best reviews, moving along really well. Get those shots, everyone. Donald J. Trump, December 17th, 2020. Well, I got the Pfizer, and I, ha- I would have been very happy with any of them. I thought a very bad statement was when they did a pause on Johnson & Johnson. I think that frightened people. That was a bad thing to do. At that time when they w- did the pause, they had six people that have had some difficulty out of millions that received it. But I think the pause was, very, was a very bad thing to do. Donald J. Trump, October 2nd, 2021. During my administration, everybody wanted the vaccine. There was nobody saying, oh, gee, I didn't want to take it. Now they say that. And that's because they don't trust Biden, the Biden administration. I can think of no other reason. But they say we don't get it and we aren't going to take it. When I was there, everybody wanted it and we were going doing great. Well, the military did a fantastic job. Donald J. Trump, October 17th or up to October 7th, 2021. And finally, I'm very proud of the vaccine. I've taken it. You've probably taken it, but I'm very proud of it. I think we could have another situation with the Spanish flu, 1917, and with up to 100 million people were killed if we didn't. Donald J. Trump, August 18th, 2021. Politicians, they all become the same. They're focused always on themselves and the power that they will leverage. Unfortunately, for all the good that President Trump did do, this is going to be his legacy. Now, we're in a place right now when that legacy is being severely tarnished, and I don't know the gameplay. But I know that because of things like this and the lack of leadership and the lack of truth that's being put before us, there is all sorts of fragmentation going on. MAGA is split. The Patriot Movement is split. We have the J6 group. We have the Trump loyalists up in D.C. Everything is, and we've got the Q Movement. That's a whole nother story. But we have, we have a country now that's more divided than it was before President Trump. And there's nobody stepping into the gap to say, bring it together. That's going to fall on us. And we're going to have to take advantage of this moment and realize that the chaos that's sitting before us is an opportunity, not a loss. But the way that has to happen is we have to stop looking towards these idols to fix things. I can, I can separate the President Trump that put on tariffs on China and the President Trump that opened our eyes to the depth of corruption in media, and the President Trump that put our eyes on ourselves to realize this movement was bigger than we ever imagined. But once we got to this situation here, whatever happened, the vaccine, and everything that went forward, this world went crazy. And to this very day, we don't have politicians that have the stones to stand up and say stop. 
We don't have the politicians that are globally saying it was a wrong thing to do. There's tremors, there's rumors of it, of it percolating up, but nobody has been bold enough to lead an effort to stop it other than us. We're the points of change. Again, it's our efforts that are making the change, which is as it should be, by the way, because this country is a country of we the people, not a country ruled by they the elite. In fact, the elite are supposed to, are supposed to be subordinate to us. And that's literally what we're having to get grips on. And you can start to see the, the cover your CYA, cover your backside, happening already. The FDA now is claiming that it didn't prohibit ivermectin. And the medical industry is screaming foul, as it should, because the FDA did make efforts to limit ivermectin. We all know that. They put the squeeze on people. But they're going to fall back to things like, we make recommendations, we didn't put it in writing. And they're going to be able to, they're hoping to cover their path with the calls and leverages that they were making behind the scenes to limit even the suppliers and the medical industry from distributing ivermectin. But ivermectin is not the only issue here. At the core is the depth of this willingness to accept the lie and the willingness to lie. That's the moral bankruptcy of our nation. And while we're floundering around here, pointing fingers at one another, Big things are happening. Movements are happening. Putin is fighting a real war. And that war, he's not, in, he's not playing on this. Tr- increasing number of rumors that he's being propped up on cancer drugs. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. No one really knows. And the whole point of this is when you take a look at the pictures from Ukraine, if you get the real ones, not the fake ones, you start to realize that, wow, there's been some amazing reconstruction in about two weeks. Like whole sections of cities that were supposed to be bombed out and look like Dresden, the same Dresden that was firebombed and took until 2003 to be fully restored. Those cities were restored in a matter of a couple of hours or a couple of weeks. It's amazing. I don't know how they do that. It's a pretty amazing transformation. Incredible new technologies, apparently, to rebuild whole cities in just weeks. This is a propaganda war. The lies and deception are everywhere, and it's by design. The design is that they're wanting everybody to ultimately just break. Remember, they've lost control of everything. It's not going as planned. You aren't obeying well. Neither am I. We as a group aren't obeying well. And so they're trying to scramble to squeeze us because the first thing that they want to do is to be able to make us comply and bow to them. So remember as well, when we say that, to stock up on everything that you need. Are you prepared if the worst suddenly happens? I'm talking about nationwide food shortages on a massive scale. Once the public panics, forget about grocery stores. They'll be stripped bare within hours. You simply won't be able to buy food anywhere at any price. That means you need a solid stockpile of emergency food. Right now, you can visit preparewithbards.com to save $200 on a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company. This kit is packed with delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks, enough to feed one person for three whole months. Like a fire extinguisher, you'll be glad you have this kit when you need it. Go to preparewithbards.com to get this special $200 discount. 
these kits are in stock and you won't pay for shipping. It's free. Your order will arrive quickly in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Don't wait another day. Time is not on our side. Go to preparewithbards.com right now. Preparewithbards.com. There's no better way to start the new year than to ensure that you are prepped. Again, go to preparewithbards.com right now. That's my Patriot Supply. You will not be disappointed. 20 years shelf life on almost everything they do. And that leads us right to the point, which is they are continuing to squeeze in every direction they can. And if they can't squeeze it, they're going to burn it down. We're seeing this constant evolution and squeeze play on everything we touch and trying to force us into this digital economy. One of the things that we missed, and I actually put it together today, which is on this NFL player that supposedly dropped dead on the field but didn't drop dead, I guess, whatever, that dude. Well, here's the thing. The more that we look at that situation, it was a ritual. And I'm not exactly sure how that ritual plays out, but I'm going to give you my interpretation of it. So for everybody that was all emotional about it and bent up and in prayer and praying for him, yeah, whatever. That's your idle stuff coming through. Here's what really was going on. You see, on that day, it was 33 years. 33 is their number. It was the 30, it was in the low, the cash amount, the cash availability, the hard cash, the paper cash that you use was at its lowest point. The reserves of cash were at its lowest point in 33 years. That's really important to understand. And we'll come back to that. And so it's not surprising that when they did the prayer around the dude, it's on the ground. The one guy standing up in the photo was at a 33's jersey on. Someone else kneeling behind everybody was lifting up the Baphomet horns with their hand signals. And two other guys standing had shirts, one with a nine and one with a 99, inverted as 666. So why all that? What would this be about? As it appears, the player that was that died that didn't die or is still alive and embrained it, I didn't have, can't even keep track. He was a Christian, apparently. So what it appears to me from the interpretation is they did a sacrifice, however they did it, of a Christian kid so that they could bring in the new era of the digital economy. The cash being at its lowest level is very important because they've been trying to pull the cash back from people to use. This is to force people into this gig digital economy, the digital currency, because they're going to start squeezing this more and more. They want you to use their system. They're channeling people, herding them into a corral, just like you do with cattle. You bring cattle out, and this, I'll tell you how simple it is with cattle. You don't feed them for a few days. And you want to round them up. So you don't feed them for a few days. And then you bring out a couple bales of hay and you put it in the corral. Now, not everybody's going to race to it, but pretty soon they're all there eating. You don't have to fight them. You don't have to race around chasing them with ATVs or horses. They'll just come. And that's a little oversimplified, but it's effectively how it works. And then you close the gate. That's what they're trying to do with humanity. And they're using money as the food. That's the bait. And they're trying to squeeze everybody into this digital space. Because once they get people in there, people are locked into this new economy. They're going to be locked into the new enslavement. They are building the digital enslavement prison right now. And this is why everybody's being forced to look at things like D.C. and being forced to look at other things 
other ridiculous events, and no one's paying big attention to the big movements. The system that they created is like a Rube Goldberg device. It's completely, it's the most complicated possible system to achieve the end. But what they've done in making it so complicated is that every single turn, if you've ever seen a Rube Goldberg device, it's like how to do a common sense task with the most possible details and, and pieces and puzzles in between the common sense task. So that dropping a ball from point A to point B takes like, you know, it literally can take like 15 minutes of moving through all these different blockades and jumps and rolls and spins. I mean, that's, that's the concept. That represents bureaucracy. And bureaucracy is huge right now. And what they've done with this amazing system of complication that they created is that every turn they're able to snipe off a little bit, whether it's a tax or whether it's, a, it's an internal cost that they charge or whether it's just graft. They just keep peeling money off the top one little bit at a time. Where it really shows up is in the banking industry because the banking industry started charging these like fractional cents per transaction. And in a recent article, they admitted that they don't even know what their total revenue is on these sort of transactions anymore because they're making so much money and it's becoming exponential that they've lost the ability to keep track of it. And what's going on with that? We're part of it. Every time that we go out and purchase something with their digital economy, as it is now, we're feeding the beast. And that's only going to get worse. And so as we start to see Putin take, take leverages in a, a military position, likely going to try to take out NATO, as we start to see things positioning in the Pacific with China and the United States, we're really seeing an orchestration of this new multipolar world that we talked about the other night. It's all part of the play. Will we end up in war? I don't know. Do they want war? One faction does because it covers their their tracks on every dirtbag thing that they've done. But don't kid yourself. Neither side is talking to you about what the ultimate plan is. Neither side is telling you we're going to go to an economy where you're not going to need to use digital economy. Neither side is telling you they're going to take away surveillance. Neither side is talking to you about true liberty and freedom. Neither side is talking to you about undoing the birth certificate system. Neither side is talking to you about getting into the true rights of property. They're talking about growing these metaverse. They're talking about building a new bill of rights for the internet. They're talking about the things that really don't even need to be done, but they're doing it because they keep adding layers and layers and layers. And why is that? And as you add more layers, you had more ability to pilfer money out of people. There is nothing good about the economies that the elites are bringing forward. Get that clear. One looks good because they talk about it differently. So it may look better. And patriots are going to suck onto this. People are already getting all excited about the new horizons with artificial intelligence and quantum and what it's going to be able to do to design things for our lives. Well, in some of that, so they, we did all the things we did in the past by just bringing together good minds and figuring things out. But what's actually happening here is this is a process of dumbing down humanity to such a degree that they will never be able to figure out how to get out of their enslavement. It's not just that they'll be enslaved. They'll literally be too retarded to figure it out. And the more that this goes on, because their projections right now, if you listen to their words, their words 
are that by 2040, they, humanity will be evolved into two species, and that new species will be greater in capacity as, as much as a chimpanzee is different from a human being. And they're pitching this with their side, saying that they're going to have this new incredible human being that's going to be the transhuman. It's going to be integrated into the whole web. It's going to have AI access. It's going to be able to have a collective thought thinking pattern. What they're not telling you is that's AI. The actual human being, if you shut off the power, is dumber than a rock. And they literally don't even know how to function because they will become so dependent on the system. And we're getting there faster than we realize. So many people across this nation have become so dependent, so focused on social media to define who they are. They have lost touch already with the sense of being human, what that requires. We have to be looking at this as an opportunity, however, not as a burden. And that's where we shift. Because I believe that the presentation that the elites have been giving us about this rise of this new human, this transhuman, I think that's literally Satan's bait. Trying to offer something like the superhero films we see on TV, where you're going to have incredible powers. You're going to be able to connect and think at a rapid speed. You'll be able to move faster because we'll have augmentations in your body. It's always going to be a cost, but they don't want to tell you that. And they're going to try to slowly push to the, have the whole idea of humanity become, by its own free will, something other than human. What's the consequence of that? It's actually pretty massive. Because if we are going to use our free will to step away from our birthright, we're doing what God gave us the right to do, which is to reject him. And if we are going to reject God by walking away from our birthright, don't come crying at the end when you say, yeah, but I accepted Jesus, and the door to heaven gets slammed in your face. There are real consequences to what's going on here. And this is where the world is, and it's heading there at a rapid speed. But here's what I think is really being said. See, when we step back and we look at ourselves right now, if we're going to be honest, we have developed incredible abilities of discernment. We've been able to see through this matrix with clarity like we've never understood before. And the way we're kind of interpreting it to ourselves is, wow, this has been a hard war. We've gained experience. I've got started to understand how they operate. There's some truth to that because that's the knowledge piece. But we've also gained an incredible ability of discernment and wisdom through Father God because we've pushed into him farther. Those are the things that are beyond the tangible. They're beyond the physical. And so you have to start discerning and asking the hard questions. So when we look back to where we started, which was all those reads of President Trump's quotes, I don't know whether he's bad or good, but I do know this. We have an obligation that we cannot turn away from to demand truth and explanations for every single one of them as we watch people drop dead across this nation. When you watch this clown show going on up in D.C., and if you're sucked into it and you're believing it, Shake yourself from your dream. Ask yourself why everybody is being lured in to watch that one event. What else is going on around you? Is anybody talking about the fact that Putin just sent warships into the, into the Atlantic and the Indian Ocean armed with hypersonic missiles? No. Is anybody talking about the fact that China just dropped its investment into silicon chip development? 
That's an incredible shift. Why would, why would they do that? Likely because they're planning to take Taiwan. Because Taiwan is the number one chip producer. And is anyone talking about this massive high-speed effort of the U.S. to reclaim chip dominance and manufacturing on its own soil? Because without chips, we can't control the future in this new gig digital economy. Is anyone really talking about the death of the small farmer? Is anyone talking about the, the random shortages that are starting to happen in stores, even though stores are claiming it to be, well, we're just temporarily out of things or we're doing some remodels? Is anyone really paying attention to the buying power of the dollar and how it's declining? How about the U.S. Petroleum Reserves? What's going on there? They say, who knows, but they say that we're down to 19 days. Maybe so. I don't know. But we do know that the U.S. oil industry is now doing a shrink. It's pulling back its investments in new drilling. Because it's buckling up for what effectively one could call a long winter having to survive in a very hostile climate of anti-oil. Things are changing. They're changing incredibly fast. What's going on with Skynet, or Skylink, I guess they call it? That's Elon Musk's thing. Well, we do know that Elon Musk keeps dropping all these, whoever Elon Musk is and his team keep dropping all the Twitter truths, but why is McCarthy getting more attention than the Twitter truths? Maybe there's a design in that. Almost seems coincidental, doesn't it? We have to think bigger because we've been given that ability and that right. But what they're trying to do is keep people dumbed down. And part of this noise and confusion that's going on right now is distracting people from some very fundamental issues that ultimately take us back to our house, to county by county and to local action. I can't control Kevin McCarthy and his stupid clown show that's going on. I can't control Skynet. I wish I could. I'd shut it all down. I can't control this development of this fourth industrial revolution or the displacement of labor. I can't control the number of deaths that they've caused by the vax and the number of monkeys out here that keep rolling up their sleeve to take the injections. I can't do that. But what we can do is affect our local place that we live. We can grow our gardens and get better and better at the fundamental skills that we're going to need to continue forward as humans. We can continue and see what I just said there is important. It isn't just surviving a difficult time. It's preserving ourselves as humanity. What happens if the internet goes off today? Other than the fact we're all going to be disappointed because we can't come listen to Bards FM. We'll figure a way around that. And I know that you would just all be brokenhearted over that and you would do everything you could to help restore Bards FM and that'd be wonderful. So thank you very much. But on the other side, What would happen in terms of our knowledge? Think about this. Think about how many bookmarks each one of us has. Think about how many files that we've stored digitally. You see, this is where things are very different now. Because when we took time, we had to write notes physically. There's a memory recall and that occurs. When you have to build something with your hands, you're learning a skill that becomes part of your innate knowledge within you. If you've worked a trade before, you know that even though the trade may be rusty, you know where to begin on a problem because you've had to do complex problem solvings to do to solve things and build things. So as we have moved away from all of those responsibilities, casting them off onto a robotized world, manufacturing where they are now even growing food in vertical, vertical 
growth spaces and warehouses where cattle production is out of our way and we don't have to see the beef being slaughtered. Where we don't really hunt unless you're a sportsman because we don't need to and we don't want to because why should I when I can go to McDonald's and get some sort of fake processed beef that they call beef? Maybe it's even, I don't even want to think about that. But anyway, who knows? But now we're we're trying to push us farther and farther away from those principal things that we need. And they're telling us that this is going to be a great new era because you won't have to rely on those things anymore. The question is then how do we grow our wisdom and knowledge because it's not happening in in an environment like the digital sphere. Why do they want meta? Because they can take us away from each other and convince us that we can still get along socially, but we just do it digitally. That's not human interaction anymore. So how do we change this? What is it that we do? And it always comes back to the same thing, local action. It begins in our homes. It begins with studying up Bible study or having discussions of scripture and, and the faith in God in the very center of our home. And it's not just one day a week, it's every day. It begins by working with your neighbors and with your own life, if you have children or if you don't have children, coming together as a community to build pods, to help people homeschool, to get these kids away from this nightmare that they call public education. And in that education of children, it means expanding out what they wouldn't get, to giving them things they otherwise wouldn't get, teaching them trade skills, welding, woodworking, working with bees, sewing, cooking, growing food. These are the things they need to learn because these skills aren't just primitive, old way of living humans. They're teaching us an innate wisdom that comes from Father God and comes from the world in which we live. It ties us to the earth in a beautiful way. How else can you teach somebody about conservation? You think conservation has anything to do with recycling? (laughs) What a joke. That's like the biggest stupid stupid thing ever developed. I'm going to recycle. I'm doing something for the planet. Oh, what are you recycling? All my plastic bottles. Oh, well, did you know that about 60% of your plastic bottles have been dumped into the ocean in the Pacific? And there's now a a landmass out there, a space out there the size bigger than Texas of floating plastic. That's what recycling got us. As it kills all the fish. We need to get back to true stewardship. We need to be getting that inoculated back in every one of us. We need to be touching the wood. We need to be welding the steel. We need to be doing things with our hands, making the pottery. And if you don't know how to do something, figure it out. Learn. So I talk so much about building a physical book library, not just your digital library. And if you can build your, if you're going to have a digital library and digital notes, then start doing something with it not just bookmarking it for future reference. Make sure you're saving stuff online. Make sure you're going back and reading things. And more than that, make sure that you're actually doing things with it. Become more physical, more hands-on. They are trying to draw us in. I'm Again, and I'm just watching this Twitter war start up again because now suddenly the hero of humanity, Elon Musk, is out here talking to us about Neuralink and getting ourselves embedded into the AI system so that we can preserve humanity. Why he saves humanity's freedom of speech by giving us access once again to the secret files that the government was doing bad things to us. There's a shocker. And suddenly Twitter has popped back up on the radar and everybody's obsessed with Twitter because 
with Twitter now we can communicate and we can fight this digital war and we can overcome the odds and nobody does anything. We have to get physical. This is, you know, you don't train a soldier. The military has tried. They've tried to train these soldiers to be like, they call them pilots. They're flying drones. And then you'll hear things like, I had so much stress. It's like, what type of stress did you have? Oh, dude, it was just stressful sitting in that chair flying that drone and then I had to shoot somebody and I watched him blow up and I'm, I'm having PTSD. It's like, man, that's a detached world. But that's the world that they want to promote because they want to make it seem that it's all equal. It's not equal. It's not equal when you have to be between before if you take sitting behind a screen or sitting in front of somebody. There's a real difference. Sitting behind the screen 3,000 miles away from your target, you're pretty safe. Sitting in front of somebody, eh, you might end up like the Canadian guy that decided to do that without good preparation, and the guy jumped out of the crowd and chopped his head open with an axe. Yeah, it happens. And it was in Afghanistan, actually. So you see, my, my point of this is that we have to start taking the real risks because if the real risks are what build the mighty men and women of God. You you don't read in the Bible like, well, Moses got on top of the hill and he took out his cell phone and he started calling people and he started texting people and he held his cell phone up and he had people help him hold his arms with his cell phone up while he guided his army through text. That is last time I checked was not part of scripture. But what is, is us doing. And this is ultimately how we overcome all of this. We literally have an opportunity right now in their chaos to make massive headway. And in their chaos of trying to get everybody to come to them, we need to lead the way in showing others how to break from them, how to be free again, how to eat well, how to live well, how to walk with our love in Jesus, how to bring that Holy Spirit into our life and everything we do. We need to talk about the struggles, not just the victories. Because it's real. We need to encourage people to grow gardens because we all know that if you've been growing food, you know that it doesn't just happen. You don't just throw some seeds on the ground and like presto bango, a couple of months, a couple weeks later, your whole kitchen's full of growing things. It doesn't work like that. Any more than if you're going to start raising animals. It doesn't just happen overnight. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fall. You're going to have to recalibrate. Just think of what happens if we lose power. It actually happened to me today. Lost power. And I had to look around and say, okay, wait a minute. Now, look at all the gaps that I have that I didn't didn't realize I had. Without power and without the proper transition systems that I was kind of thinking I had in my head, but I didn't, there's a lot of work I have to do in the last next 60 days to get things up to speed. But these are the trials that we're given to grow stronger and greater in the world. And they're the real ones. We're the ones solving the problems. We're not calling up on some expert to say, do it for me. We're doing it ourselves. And it's that that makes the adaptability of the mind. It's that that makes the resilience of the mind. It's that that makes the powerful, mighty men and women of God whose heart are tied to kingdom. So in the midst of all this craziness, and there's a lot of it, Midst of all the stupidity, and there is a whole bunch of it. The biggest thing we can probably say is part of the problem humanity's having 
with this acceptance of transgenderism and gender confusion and whatever else was going on with this. And this highly sensitive, like pronouns, and they, people are triggered easily. It's happening because they have way too much time on their hands, and they're way too much too insulated from the real world. Throw them out on a ranch and let a cow kick them in the chest once, and they'll we'll find out who's got what. And I'll the cow will tell you what they think of your damn pronouns. So we have got to get back to being people again. The economy is changing bigly. It is, we are seeing a transformation and an attempt to build the digital prison. It's happening around us. Remember that, you've seen that video of that mile-long city in Saudi Arabia that's built like one big wall where people live inside in these 700 cubic foot, low-carbon footprint little boxes, and, and they have an internal rail system, and they can grow little plants in their places, and there's light that comes down from the top, and there's a central rail system to take them everywhere. It's another word for prison, only this is kind of like a low-security prison, but it's a, low, it's a prison nonetheless. And people thought it was a concept. It's not. They're building it. They've already broken ground, and they're moving at it quite quickly. The design is to move people into prisons. They want cities, the Internet of Things, to be your tomb. They're putting kill switches in vehicles that will start in 2026 so they can control your movement. They want to tell you what you can and can't eat. They're going to do that and control that by your digital economy using a carbon footprint analysis. This isn't about making humanity better. It's about walking us into a digital prison. And the only hope humanity has are those men and women that have the spine, that have the strength, that have the courage and the fearlessness to defy. Not to worry about what defiance brings, but to ultimately defy and hold the line. And then beyond hold the line, crush the line and step into the world that we want and make our world greater than theirs. That's ultimately the breakaway economy. So if you're not started already, get busy if you want to be part of the winning team. Because ultimately, humanity is going to be crushed if we let them move the way they are going to move. And unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of victims to their system. If you're looking to heroes to lead you, stop. Turn to God. He's got you. If you're looking to the politicians to solve your problem, Quit smoking whatever you're smoking. Wake up. Pay attention to what's happening in D.C. for the sake of realizing it's one big clown show. The masters of the universe have no intention of giving you anything that they don't want you to have. And if they want you to have it, it's not for your benefit. Remember that. They want to flood this nation with people that have malintended in their hearts. They want to destroy this nation so that it can never rise again, fragment it, break it, destroy its ability to reproduce, convolute the idea of sexual sexuality so nobody even knows who they are. All of this designed ultimately to separate an entire nation that was built on the foundation of God from God himself. The only answer to all of this is us. And it's time we start getting serious about it. Talking platitudes and how I do this and maybe we'll do this, take action. 
it's the small victories that will lead to the big victory in war. But we need small victories. And small victories begins in your house. Because you lead by example in your community. And from the community, they see what you're doing and they too will follow or be inspired. Or maybe they'll seek out things and try to learn. But we become the agents of change. We don't need to worry about what the media says. That's the problem that we can't solve. But we can undermine it. Because each one of us has that ability. We are the greatest counterinsurgency ever launched in the history of man. All we have to do is believe it. We're not limited by border. We're not divided by language or ideologies. We're bound by one common belief. And that's our love in Christ. And as we come together that way and we respect the power of what that represents in our lives, we are truly bringing liberty to the world. This isn't just a movement here in the States. This is a global movement because we are men and women of our God, the one God, the true God, the God of hosts. And I think it's about time we start stepping into that and acting like it. Let's pray. Father, we are humbled today as we come before you, as we continue to realize the incredible gift that you've given us. As we've walked through these last few years of literally being broken, being refined, and now coming to a place where we're beginning to see clearly, we thank you. We're seeing clearly what's before us. No more illusions. We're seeing the idols collapsing, broken, shattered as they should be. Eyes more and more turning to you, and yet here we are. The ones that you have asked to be here, we've heard and listened, and we are committing again and again each day to this amazing walk to continue to raise others up because our mission now is greater than ever. We have to bring more people home. So, Father, we just ask that wherever there is doubt, that you can fill it with hope and inspiration. Wherever there is hesitation, you can fill it with fearlessness and the might and glory of David. Wherever there's a question of whether there's leadership, to feel the power in the, of what Gideon was led to do. And if there's ever a question of overcoming incredible odds, to think of Joshua and his collapse of Jericho. So, Father, we are now just praying that the many can have their hearts filled with the glory and might of the kingdom. The time is now. We're on this line and we're moving forward. No more hesitation. It's time for us to claim our birthright. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Patriots, this is an amazing time. It's an amazing time to take advantage of the chaos because within chaos, there's opportunity, a lot of it. If you have the focus of victory through God, So let that lead you and guide you. Don't let this other stuff distract you. Stay focused on your local communities. Stay focused on your own development of sovereignty and sovereign ways. Keep things simple, but make them effective. Complete tasks and keep moving. Learn skills and learn more. Don't stop feeding yourself. That's the powerful place. Build knowledge libraries that you can reference back to, that you can grow with. Become that person that people look to and say, wow, I want to be like you. 
I want you to lead this community. I want you to show me how to do things. I need to learn how to do this and know that you can. And you can because you've been created by the Most High. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time. God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
an old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.